This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Reds Hot Stove Room. The Reds are on the radio. The Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, JTM Food Group, MSA Architects, Thompson McConnell Cadillac, and by Document Destruction. The Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by... And this one belongs to the Reds! CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company, technology solutions for business. Your Tri-State Chevy dealers. Check out Chevy's award-winning lineup only at your Tri-State Chevy dealers. The Healthcare Management Group, greater care for greater Cincinnati. And by Woody Sander Ford, I-75 at Mitchell Avenue, right in the middle of everywhere. Now, the Reds Hot Stove League on News Radio 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. And good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Reds Hot Stove League. We are emanating live from the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. I'm Jim Day, and that can only mean one thing. We are on the eve of the Caravan 2018 edition. Bright and early in the morning, four buses will travel more than 3,800 miles, making stops in five states over four days. And one of those guys is uh, my partner tonight. I'm proud to be working alongside him. He is the cowboy, Jeff Brantley. We brought you out of hibernation. How are we doing? We're doing good. A little chilly out there, but we'll be doing good. We got a, a lot of baseball to talk about the next hour. Coming up, we'll talk to pitcher Amir Garrett, who's on the caravan, as well as one of the top prospects in all of baseball, Nick Sinzel, will join us live. In moments, we'll talk to manager Brian Price. But first, an announcement about the caravan. We have an addition to the South Tour. Billy Hamilton will now be in Nashville on Friday, and that'll take part, uh, let's see, at uh, Friday for the South Tour. He will be joining Tom Brenneman. And this will be in Nashville only at the Cool Springs Galleria from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. So that's a big addition to the caravan, and we hope you enjoy Billy's humor, if you will, in Nashville. But let's bring in uh, our first guest tonight. That would be the manager of your Cincinnati Reds, who's on the eastern tour of the caravan, Mr. Brian Price. Welcome back to the cold. Thank you. Good to be back. 76 in Arizona today, but <laughs> for someone who, uh, who grew up out west, uh, seeing a little bit of snow is really kind of a nice thing. Very nice. All right, you're coming off of, uh, speaking of Arizona, recently what you call a pitching summit. And uh, hear a little bit about it in the news, but... What exactly happens? Who shows up? What, how many days does it last? What's the itinerary? Tell us about it. Well, you know, this was kind of an idea that we put together a couple of years ago, and the first time we did it was in January of 2016, and, and we, I think we're very aware as an organization that we were starting to see some of our better young prospects come through the system and get closer to the big leagues. And what we wanted to do is, is utilize, you know, a three-day period to bring in some of the young pitchers and, and talk to them about, uh, you know, the expectations and kind of break them in maybe even before they had an opportunity to, to get to the big leagues and maybe launch a preemptive strike on preparation uh, for what it was going to be like when they got up there. 
Um, th this year, uh, this just happened a, a week or so ago, we actually brought in four catchers as well as uh, 12 pitchers to take part in this. And really what we did is we were able to spend the morning time with the trainers and strength and conditioning coaches to, to take a good look at the players that were there. Uh, we really stayed on track and trying to make sure that we had our best young uh, prospects that we felt were close to the big leagues or were big league ready to, to be involved. We had four catchers led by Tucker Barnhart who came out voluntarily. Uh, Jared Hughes showed up who we just recently signed from the Milwaukee Brewers. He came out voluntarily and it was just a terrific opportunity to have these kids work out and then do a kind of a classroom environment in the afternoon where we created an open forum and really talked about the, ch the challenges of of attaining your own personal greatness and how we do it collectively to, to have an outstanding team. Brian, don't you think it's a, a great benefit, and you and I were talking about this early, to have those younger guys being able to experience a major league conditioning workout program, understanding that rather than going through all of their minor league career and then they show up in the big leagues and everybody says, all right, you got to do this, 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 and this. They're, they're preparing for the big leagues as a big leaguer, even though they're playing in the minor leagues. Yeah, well, who would know better than you, JB, because, you know, you came up in a time where that's probably exactly that. what you went through, right, as you got to the big leagues and said, hey, here you are, and you really had no idea what to expect. And what we're trying to do is, is – I hate to say shortcut it. We don't want these guys to lose anything through the experience, but we want them to be prepared to deal with all the things that are going to transpire when they make that jump to see if that, that, that jump and that, that, that uh, period of time where they're a bit more vulnerable, if we can do some things to, to sidestep some of the, the, uh, the, the, the potholes that these kids have hit along the way. The other part is, is that you know, baseball's gone uh, in large part by way of analytics and data and video and things of that nature. And if you like it or you don't like it, old school, new school, somewhere in between, uh, technology is here to stay, and those kids uh, need to have an understanding of what the expectations are and what tools we have to further prepare them and the catchers um, as we go into competition. But isn't it good for you? Now, this is not a – you can't measure this by – metrics or by math, but isn't it good for you and the kids to build a relationship before they show up in a big league uniform? It is. It is. And, and, to, uh, and to have, uh, uh, I hate to say comfortability, but I think that, that knowing what's expected of them, uh, knowing what our goals are, knowing what's acceptable. You know, we talked a lot about uh, composure, uh, self governing, so to speak, being accountable and responsible for what they need to do to reach their excellence, to know that we, they have 100% support from their staff and their front office, to introduce them to all the different vehicles to get better, both in personnel and in analytics and technology, and to uh, talk to them. We, we really opened up the floor, and this is being probably more candid than I should be, but we really put it out there to the players saying, what you feel your strengths and weaknesses are and we spent a lot of time on some of the things that are the biggest challenges for these for these young kids and a lot of it is the fear the fear of failure and when you do fail or struggle how do you recover from that get up off the right? mat yeah and 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 you know today's in today's game these kids think well what are people thinking of me every game is televised all over the country you know that, that, that there's there's no secrets. You know, I was reading uh, in the notes uh, the other day in Cincinnati had signed a contract uh, uh, several years ago where they said they took to, to uh, televise 25 games of the schedule. And now 140 yeah. of them are, are televised now. 
So these kids, when they're playing, everybody's seeing them, their friends, their family, their, you know, their, 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 their former teammates, no their teachers. Yeah. So you're out there front and center, and I think that, that that spotlight puts a lot more heat on these young, these young guys. Going to be a big spotlight on your starting rotation earlier in uh, the offseason. You had defined four guys that you thought would be in your rotation, at least now. And I imagine this is not set in stone. And you had mentioned Homer Bailey, DiScofani, Finnegan, Castillo. Uh, three of those guys have had injury problems over the last few years. Um, what type of situation can we expect in spring? Or is, is, is those guys their job to lose going in with one spot, or is it going to be more of a fluid situation? Well, you know, it is for me, I, and I understand I don't have always have the loudest voice in the room. I have a significant amount of say in this, but Dick Williams in the front office um, also, and, and I don't want to be the guy that has to sit there and make every single decision and say it's my way or the highway, but I do want to have a voice in decisions like this. And the one thing we had to do is we, we have to handicap our group. We have to look at the guys that got an opportunity to pitch in Cincinnati last year and performed and those that got a chance and didn't perform as well, you can't, every year can't be open tryouts. And we want to get away from that environment. I can tell you I've never been with a team that was ambiguous in what their 25-man opening day roster was going to look like that was going to be good. So in my opinion, I have a really good idea who five, our five starters are. However, um, we know through our recent history is that we've had a lot of injuries in spring training. We've had a hard time getting out of the gates fully healthy, so we have to have depth. But the only way to get these starters innings and get them stretched out to start is to pitch them every fifth day in spring training, and you can't do that with eight or ten guys that are, are candidates. You have to narrow it down to five, six, or seven and get those guys in shape, and so we will have some kids that have been uh, considered starting pitchers that will either compete for spots in, in the bullpen or will be ticketed to start the season in AAA. Well, Brian, we've got you for one more segment, so uh, some more questions to come with the manager, Brian Price. We're on the eve of the Reds Caravan, presented by Cincinnati USA Regional Tourism Network, and you're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser. With the Reds Pick 6 plan, you choose any home Reds games and save up to 25%. Whether you want fireworks Fridays, collect this season's bobbleheads, or see the Reds take on the Cardinals or Cubs, the choice is yours. Plus, you get six McDonald's extra value meal vouchers. Purchase your Pick 6 plan today at Reds.com slash Pick 6. Excuse me, some restrictions apply. It's the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. We're live at the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum on the eve of the Reds caravan, I'm Jim Day alongside the Cowboy Jeff Brantley, and let's continue our conversation with the manager of the Cincinnati Reds, Brian Price. You would, uh, we talked a little bit about the possible rotation going into spring training. Uh, the good news that goes along with that, no matter how many spots you have open, there's a tremendous amount of competition for any open spots, and you've got a larger plethora of quality arms to go to. How excited are you about the group you have? Well, you know, I'm an optimist. I've been op I've been optimistic every year I've been here since 2010, and I'm still optimistic. Um, what we need to do is really stay healthy. I'm excited that, you know, talking to Homer, Homer feels as good as he's felt in the last several years. Dee Sclafani threw, uh, arrived in Arizona yesterday, uh, is getting ready to throw his first bullpen. That might have actually happened today. Uh, Brandon Finnegan uh, was at our was at our pitching summit and threw his first bullpen of the offseason last week and looked good, felt good. Um, so that that's a that's a big thing. We don't have a lot of guys that are having to do rehab, post surgery rehabs throughout the offseason. 
Um, so we should come into camp healthy, and now the key is is to get them ready, get them stretched out, be healthy to start the season and maintain that, and know that we have a depth-filled uh, roster at AAA of guys that can come up and support us uh, if we do have an injury or lack of uh, production. Um, you know, the, the most important thing, though, I think, is that we have to have the consistency uh, on the pitching staff in order to keep ourselves relevant in the division. I mean, that, 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 it, it, when, if you look at things, you know, you don't finish at the bottom in pitching and stay in the hunt. Um, I was in Arizona in 2007, and we, there was an anomaly where we uh, were outscored for the season and we led the National League in wins. You can do it that way if you can pitch. If, if you don't pitch, you can't score enough runs to stay in the hunt. And uh, uh, we can score runs and we can defend. And I, I really feel confident that this year's group of pitchers is going to be a, a nice step up. We're going to see these young guys turn the corner and make some real impact for this club. Speaking of scoring runs and shifting gears a little bit away from pitching, uh, you, you had a pretty good everyday eight last year. And one through eight in the lineup seemed like you could always expect some semblance of offensive production. Guys caught the ball, played the game very well. We're starting to see now where you're getting a little more competition, even for your everyday eight guys. I mean, that's got to make you feel good as a manager, right? That's the best possible situation is that, uh, is that your players are playing hard to keep their everyday job, that the guys that are on the bench, on the bench are going to push for playing time, in this, in our really current situation, you look with the emergence of Jesse Winker, mm-hmm. that he's going to push for playing time. And we've got a really nice outfield with uh, Duvall, Hamilton, and Shebler, three very, so- uh, very strong major league outfielders. But he will push them for time. And so if, if Winker's in the game, we've got somebody on the bench. It's either going to be Duvall or, or Shebler who can do some damage off the bench. It'll be a guy like Billy who can help you defensively steal a base. Uh, be a game changer in that way. And, and that's a, a much better look than having bench players that really are simply bench players that you really don't want to give them too many starts. Expectations for Peraza this year? Uh, mine are extremely high. Um, first of all is um, let's get away from the Zach Kozart comparisons and what do we lose by losing Zach Well, that's Kozart. an unfair comparison it at is. this point in his career. It is. He's 23 years old. Right, exactly. And, and he's getting an opportunity to play shortstop at the big leagues on a regular basis um, as the starter for the first time in his career. He was moved to second base by the Braves when they signed Andrelton Simmons. And he has gone bounced around ever since, but played primarily second base. I think he could be a gold glove caliber second baseman. I'm really interested to see how he faces the, the challenge of being the everyday shortstop. I think he'll run with it. Um, and I think we'll see a lot more of, of what we saw in the second half, which was about a 360 on base and, and a lot more of a, of a, a 2016 look to his offense. I always thought that he handled the bat very well. It just seemed like whether it was a positional change or whether he put too much pressure on him, on himself, he was 22. Yeah. It, it happens. Well, it does happen. It also happens when in May, uh, you know, a guy, a bench player, hits four homers in a game, <laughs> and all of a sudden he's playing, and he's playing yeah. your same position. There you would know? be so, Scooter Jeanette. <laughs> so, yeah, so when Scooter, you know, Scooter played so well for us, and, uh, you know, he chased him off the position is what he did as he, as he, as he chased. Uh, That's uh, that competition I was That's talking it. about. That's it. And so, Jose, you know, you learn a lot about your players in those situations. You know, it's about the character it takes to fight and, and, and regain what you want 
uh, it's never been easy for anybody that wants something that, of, of true value. Not and, up here. Uh, and so uh, nothing comes easy, and that no one should take anything for granted to think that they're just on they're on the team, and then they're in the lineup or in the rotation. It, it, baseball doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Eugenio Suarez uh, really made a name for himself, uh, particularly over the, the last season and the strides he made defensively. Well, been a lot of talk about. We're going to talk to Nick Senzel coming up, a guy that's on the cusp of major leagues, one of the top prospects in baseball third baseman right now, but he's played other positions and perhaps he's going to flirt with some other positions at spring training. Is Suarez at third base? Or he came up as a shortstop. Is he your third baseman? Is you going to stick with him there and look for other positions for Senzel? Yeah, I'm, I'm, Suarez is a third baseman and a dynamite third baseman, and, and I think Nick's going to be a dynamite player. Where where it's going to be, uh, I don't know. And in the end, as I, as I talk to Nick, um, he'll force his way into the conversation. He'll force his way into... Uh, forcing our hand to find a spot on the field in which to put him. I, I, speaking with guys in our, in our uh, player development system, there's confidence that he could play virtually any infield position as well as some outfield. So, um, you know, we're excited about him. This kid's going to be a dynamite player, and he'll, he'll force our hand uh, through uh, how he plays over the course of spring and early in the season. Do we have any kind of um, game plan for Adam Duvall? Two years in a row, he's blown it out of the water in the first half, and seems to have a little, just a little bit of fatigue in the second half, whether it's numbers or whether it's the issues, I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, there's, there's, I think one of the challenges to, to getting up here and being consistent is understanding when things aren't going your way that there's a process that you follow to your success. And when you get too far away from that, when you're chasing, you know, you start chasing results. We talk about that a lot as an organization is you really get in trouble. Because you're, you're, you know, we've all been there. You know, you want to go out there and get that hit, or you get a pitcher that's throwing stuff that you really want to hit, and then you expand your zone because you're so anxious to swing. Um, even experienced baseball players at this level go through similar things as they're chasing a result instead of chasing a process. It's staying within what he does well. I thought his his strike zone command early in the year was really good, and the second half not good. Really expanded the zone, didn't lay off the slider, was vulnerable in and up. And uh, strike zone, command, discipline, and trust are going to be the keys to his long-term success. You're on the eastern tour of the caravan, and you are now a veteran of the caravan. Yeah. Looking, looking <laughs> All forward four to legs it. now, yeah. This will get to two times now through West Virginia. It'll be great. The eastern tour. Well, we're looking forward to that. Uh, you got some. Uh, you got a star-studded cast with you as well, I believe. So. I do. You got. Uh, you got one of them. You got Big Nick Senzel will be with us. Yep. And, and Sal Senzel, Romano. Sal, Big and, Sal and, and Cody Jeff, Reed. Cody Reed. Jeff. Pecora, Buddy Bell. Buddy Bell. And the best. Jeff Pecora. All right, we're looking forward. To, hey, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Great Thank to you, see you. And we will see you in the morning. Coming up, Amir Garrett, Nick Senzel. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser from the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. It's the Reds Hot Stove League. We are live from the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum on the eve of the 2018 Reds Caravan, presented by Cincinnati USA Regional Tourism Network. Alongside Jeff Brantley, I'm Jim Day. If uh, you were listening on 700 WLW in the bottom of the hour news, uh, the National Baseball Hall of Fame has announced their 2018 class, and they are Chipper Jones, Vladimir Guerrero, Jim Tomei, and Trevor Hoffman. So four additions to the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Congratulations to those gentlemen. Let's welcome in our next guest. You got to know him last year on the mound. Big lefty, Amir Garrett. And congratulations are in order because off the diamond, 
A big moment in your life just happened. Congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it was a, it was a big time for me. You know, I'm, I'm happy. You let the whole world know as well because you put that bad boy on social media. She put it on there, but, <laughs> you know, it was, it was all right. You know, I want, I want the world to know. You know, I want everybody to see it. You know, it was, it was, it was a, a happy time for me, you know, and, and my family and her. And, you know, it, it meant a lot. Very creative way to do it. I don't know if you saw this oh, guy. I saw it. He had a, a video it. on a big screen TV, and she's standing there, and he's giving a message, and then at the end got on your knee in front of uh, I got a lot of brownie points for that. That was, that was big. That was very big. Very large. Uh, let's talk about last year a little bit. Man, you hit the ground running. Uh, you had a terrific start to the season. Uh, sent down to AAA uh, at that point and then battled some injuries uh, the rest of the way and really didn't get your game in form the rest of the way. But uh, looking back on the success and now I'm assuming you're healthy, great thing about sports is you can wipe that slate clean going into a new season. How excited are you about 2018? I'm very excited. Um, you know, like you said, I battled some injuries last year. You know, I felt I learned a lot about myself as a, as a, as a person, as a pitcher. Um, you know, and like you said, you can just wipe that year away, um, you know, because that, that year definitely doesn't define me. You know, if you go back and look to look at what I'm used to doing, definitely last year was not something that was normal for me. And, you know, I'm just excited to get 2018 season started you know i'm gonna come in there and uh, do what i gotta do i gotta reestablish myself again but that's not a problem because i know you know uh i'll excel like i always do but you know i'm excited and i'm ready to go you know you you talk about excelling and and for you coming through the minor league system with the reds you blew through it and explain what goes on in your head when things are just rolling for you you get to the big leagues what a start you had and to have to face some adversity, how do you regroup from that? I mean, everybody, a lot of, a lot of, not everybody, but I mean, I, I know I had to do that, and a lot of other guys do too. But it makes you find out a little something about yourself, right? Yeah, it does. You know, like you said, I, bre- I breezed through the minor league, so you know, everything just came so, so natural and so easy for me. And then, um, you know, I really didn't know how to handle adversity when I was going through it. So, you know, it's, it's not nothing that's that's really hard, but I didn't, I didn't know the feeling of getting beat up every five days and I didn't know what to do and you know that, that comes with with mental stability just you know just learning about yourself and you know I spent countless nights you know just thinking and and just it just 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 up just just being with myself and you know I feel I feel stronger you know I feel mentally stronger you know prepared and um you know the adversity and stuff like that you know it's out the way and um you know I was glad I was able to go through that um you know um I've always rode the high, you know, just the high wave and doing good and stuff like that. And I'm actually happy that I had these setbacks that I had because now I know what it's like to, to feel the highs and the lows. And, you know, I'm just going to um, just take every – like Bronson told me, he said, uh, life comes at you in all kinds of waves. So ride every one of them. So, you know, I rode that one. You know, I'm going to continue to ride as much more as I can. Leave it to Bronson to go to the yeah. ocean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's rode a few waves in his time. Uh, on the positive side of that, you know, a lot of guys will come up and get a taste of the big leagues and get beat up. And you got to go through a whole off season, a whole season, wondering, man, can I s- succeed at this level? The success you had at the beginning of the season, you can touch on that in your mind, and really has to give you confidence. You know how to have success. You know you've done it. Yeah, I mean that. That's there was no problem for me. You know, looking back at myself, I look at videos all the time, and 
you know, injuries was the biggest thing for me. I was battling an injury that I couldn't recover from. Your hip, right? Yeah, and my hip, and, you know, that was, that was a big thing for me. And, you know, uh, but, you know, it's out the way now. I'm feeling stronger. Um, and I'm just looking for a 2018 season. You know, I just want to hurry up and get here so I can do what I do. You know, I'm just just wipe, wipe 2017 just totally out the picture, you know, because I got a lot to prove. And, you know, and uh, like I said, I'm not letting that year define me. And when I'm going forward, I'm not even worried about last year. You know, I'm just focused on now and what's ahead. I can see it just in your in your eyes. I can see it. I can hear it in your voice. Uh, you look pretty hungry to get to spring training. Oh, boy, man. I'm telling you, this is, you know, you don't, you never know w- what kind of a, a, of a player you are until you go through injuries. That's, I've, 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 I didn't notice that, like, this offseason I've been working so hard and, you know, I've been, you know, losing weight. Changes I mean, your I'm, perspective every, a little bit, changes doesn't Changes your perspective of everything, you know, and take nothing for granted. You know, I'm down 12 pounds now, just. You know, just 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 getting my body lean. You know, changing a lot of stuff, and you know, just just mentally locked in. You know, I'm ready to go, and you know, I can't wait till till spring spring training hits. Well, we can't wait to see you in Goodyear, man. Thanks for stopping by. He is Thank on you. the North tour. He's going to get sick Let's of the Cowboy night over the next four days. He's in our group, and uh, give our best to your fiance, and of course, the dog Dozer, oh, one yeah. of my favorite on the planet. He's Amir Garrett. Uh, you're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. Coming up, Nick Sinzel. Registration is now open for the official baseball and softball camps of the Cincinnati Reds. This summer, 15 camps are scheduled and are open to boys and girls ages 6 to 14. A full list of camps and dates is available at Reds.com slash camps. I'm Jim Day. He is the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley. We're at the Reds Hall of Fame and museum. It's the Reds Hot Stove League. We're presented by Budweiser getting ready for the Reds Caravan 2018 edition and uh, gentlemen that will be on the Eastern Tour with manager Brian Price. It's our pleasure to welcome in uh, the top prospect in the Reds organization and one of the top prospects in all of baseball. He is Nick Senzel. Welcome to Cincinnati. First time, first time seeing the field. This is the first time seeing the field. All right, now, what, tell me, what, what's going through your mind? The first time you look out there and see that field, what went through your mind? Well, I haven't seen it. I just, I've seen it from the outside. Well, even the outside, just knowing that this is where the organization I'm in, this is where I want to get to, this is my lifetime goal, what goes through your mind? You know, it was exciting. I'm, I'm happy to be here and, um, you know, just excited to even see, see it from the outside and mm-hmm. be so close and, yeah, I'm going to go to the facility later tonight and, uh, you know, be able to kind of tour it a little bit. So, um, you know, it kind of gives me goosebumps a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's it's uh, once in a lifetime. Goosebumps change quick in this ballpark for a hitter. You, <laughs> love, hit, you love hitting in this joint, trust me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah your eyes will uh, open up when you see, well, that fence doesn't look so far as it does in other stadiums out there. It's definitely a hitter's ballpark. Um there's been a lot of talk about you. You've been a third baseman. You've played some other positions in college. And let's just get right into it. They, they've talked about you flirting with second base, corner outfield spots. Are you up to it? or And are you excited about maybe being a little more versatile? Yeah, I mean, uh, just uh, some opportunities, um, you know, they're giving me. Um, you know, I came out to Arizona um, a couple weeks ago and tried to get a head start on them and tried to get a little head start on them. Um, 
back at the University of Tennessee. Um, yeah, I'm familiar with, with most of the infield spots, third, short, and second. It's just some uh, the two corner outfield spots that um, you know I need, need to get some guidance under. But you know, there it's a great opportunity to uh, you know learn new positions and you know um, just a great challenge. You know, I, I saw where the other day you said something about, especially with the outfield spots, that I'm going to listen to guys that have been there. I'm going to try to learn from them and use my athletic ability to do the best that I can. Um, I don't know that you can say any better than that, brother. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know we have some great coaches, um, you know, in the organization. And, um, you know, especially I, I've gotten close with Braggsy. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's very – big old boy, isn't he? Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he's very intelligent. So um, just anyone, really, um, whether it comes to infield base running, you know, any facet of the game, I'm, uh, I'm trying to, you know, pick people's brains and uh, gain as much knowledge as I can. I know I went through college, but – you know, um, you feel like you you know a lot, but then you get to the minor league, minor league baseball, and then you get around, you know, guys that have played big league ball for for so long, and they they have so much knowledge, and you just kind of want to just pick their brain and and kind of see what works for you. Well, we don't have that much knowledge, but we like talent. So, yeah, like so. Some. <laughs> What's it like dealing with the pressure? Some guys can sneak up on the major leagues and uh, not have the spotlight on them in, in minor league baseball. You being the second overall pick, the top prospect in the organization, they're expecting you to not only make it but be really good. What's that pressure like? I mean, it's it's as much as you want to put on yourself, I think. Um, yeah, I think early on when I first got drafted, um, you sort of think about it. You've never been in the minor league environment. You don't really know what to expect. It's kind of a culture shock, to be honest. And, big uh, time. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, you know, and, and, and once you kind of get past it and, and you're not playing for anyone else, but, you know, but doing your best and getting out there and playing playing hard every day, I think, you know, the you know base, baseball, you don't need to put as much pressure on yourself as baseball's hard enough. Um, so, uh, you know, I kind of got past that pretty early, um, thankfully, but it feels like it's gone by so fast. Um, you know, like I was in Billings the other day, but and getting drafted and being with my family. Um, you know, but it's gone by so fast. Um, you know, it's been a fun journey so far, but I know there's a lot left. Any adjustments? Because you look at your numbers from when you were in Daytona and then when you got to Pensacola. Pensacola is not known to be a, a real benefit to a hitter, but yet – your numbers were great there. Or your numbers were better there than they were anywhere else. Was that because you're seeing more strikes? Did you relax a little bit? Uh, I think, you know, I get asked that a lot. I think, you know, what I saw in high was, uh, you know, pitchers with 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 gr- really good arms, really good velocity with their fastball. But they um, might hit you in the head. Yeah, <laughs> still a little bit all over the place. But in double-A, you know, they, they had more control um, through more strikes, which as a hitter is you want to see more strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think everyone, uh, the pitcher's going to make mistakes regardless. Right. Um, uh, it's just about you know, paying him for those mistakes that he makes. Um, with the power numbers, I just think I, I got, uh, there were some good days. The one was blown out. Um, you know, and very it, humble young yeah. man, very humble. <laughs> but, it, you know, in the Florida State League, you're, you're, you're playing at some big ballparks, um, you know, and, uh, really, really, uh, uh, it's, it's hot and, and the air is heavy. Um, 
But, uh, you know, I think it's just more the pitchers throw more strikes. And it's just kind of a chess match a little bit uh, more in double A than it was high. Oh, yeah. I know your goal is going to be to make the club out of spring training. It's everyone's goal. But uh, if that doesn't happen because of a numbers game, uh, do you think that you can use some little more seasoning at AAA? Are you going to be okay with that? Uh, I, you know, I just want to play. That's that's my main goal. I mean, obviously, I want to make it to the big leagues. I, yeah, I've said this multiple times. Um, you know, I want to make it to the big leagues right when I got drafted, but I know there's a process, um, you know, to it. And, uh, you know, I think they have a plan in place, and, uh, you yeah, know, I'm going to do it wherever I can, um, you know, to make it up there and help them win. Well, we're looking forward to it. We're really excited. We've heard nothing but good things about you and uh, just watching you hit. Man, we love pure hitters, and you're that. Thank you. Appreciate you being here, man. Thank you. Welcome to Thank Cincinnati. Thank you, Nick. Nick Sinzel, everyone. We'll come back with more on the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser. The Holy Grail Banks and Budweiser are proud sponsors of the Reds Hot Stove League. Grab your buds for our next show. We'll be back at the Holy Grail Banks next Wednesday, January 31st, with specials on Bud and Bud Light Buckets. The Holy Grail Banks, Cincinnati's home for sports. This week, we are live from the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. I'm Jim Day with the Cowboy Jeff Brantley, and in the morning, we're on the North Tour. I am joining your group, so you're going to have to put up with me for three or four days. And, I'm uh, looking forward to it. Four buses that we said earlier uh, will travel more than 3,800 miles, making stops in five states over four days. It's presented by Cincinnati USA Regional Tourism Network. And whenever we have the caravan, we know that pitchers and catchers reporting right around the corner. Yeah, it's, it's amazing that this year it, it almost seems as though guys are having to get out there before Valentine's Day. Yeah. And, and that was all. I, I know when I was playing, that was always kind of the, the D-Day because your wife would ask you, you going to be home for Valentine's Day? Or are you leaving? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, this year, they're leaving. <laughs> yeah. Well, many of them are already there. Um, we had manager Brian Price on the first two segments, and he talked about uh, his starting rotation, or at least four guys that he had kind of earmarked that he wants in the starting rotation if they're healthy. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the five that we're going to see in spring and who might come out of camp? Well, I think you look at it from an experience standpoint, and those four guys, when you when you talk about Bailey and Finnegan and Di Scafani, I mean, they, they've shown that they can have some success up here. So it's only right that, that you give them the first right of refusal, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Luis Castillo threw the ball awfully well last year. I, I, I thought Tyler, Tyler Malley threw the ball awfully well, but in a very short span, mm-hmm. and... I think the, the biggest key is to see what guys can handle that competition. And I think that would be a one thing that, that Brian would look for probably as much as anything. Who can handle the pressure of the competition? Because let's face it, the pressure of the competition in spring training is nothing like having to go out there and face Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo. I mean, that, that's a whole you, – you have to be able to feel confident about yourself in spring training or you're never going to be able to – to do what you need to do during the regular season. And I think seeing that mental aspect of the fight, and, and Brian mentioned that word three or four times while he was in here, 
I want to see some fight for the guys to, to get to that point so they earn their spot in the rotation or on this pitching staff. Looking forward to it. It won't be long I before know. we're in Goodyear, Arizona for Starting some to get spring the training going. Reds baseball. Thank you so much for joining us here. The crowd here at the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. Thank everyone for showing up. And we'll catch you next week. It's the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.